0: Welcome to Community Decoded, the ultimate podcast series for founders, VCs, and builders who master the art of community building. This podcast is brought to you by Threado, a community management platform that lets you drive more engagement, identify brand champions, and scale a thriving community with automated workflows and personalized messages. We're so proud to say that we serve fast-growing community-led startups like Notion, Mixpanel, Triple Whale, and more. What are you waiting for? hit Threader.com and up your community game. Now let's talk about this podcast. Join us as we dive deep into the world of community building with some of the biggest names in the industry. Let's decode what it takes to build a thriving community. Hello, hello, welcome community builders. Uh, I'm your host, Sharad. Thanks for tuning in to the community decoded podcast. Today, I I have a guest Who's uh, who's the Yoda of support? I would call it because he's been uh, involving himself in support communities for a while now, and uh, I think 2013 is when uh, he founded this thing called Support Driven. And welcome so, to the show, Scott. Let's let's do it, Scott awesome. uh,
1: th- Thank you for having me on the show. Um, support Driven actually started as a podcast in 2013, and then the community started in 2014.
0: Ooh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, that's a great great way to, like I think, open up. Uh, so Scott Tran is the founder of Support Driven, a uh, 10,000 plus community of professionals who are into support customer support you can community support you know everything and he's been like i said he's kind of the yoda for for this particular zone which is very important in my opinion in a startup life product sales marketing uh engineering everything like design if Mm -hmm. everything is like you know Uh, as important it is with support as well which is that's where you build relationships with your customers with your users and you kind of uh, build a loyalty uh, team for yourself so that's why I want to bring Scott to the podcast today and I'm very excited to dive a lot about uh, you know the techniques he saw in his experience with you know this wide range of customer support professionals and we'll, we'll talk about like support driven community as well and a couple of you know exciting conferences the Expo summit everything so great all right let's let's get into it so you said it's mm-hmm. a, it started as a podcast that's so fascinating to me Scott so talk to me about like why did you do in the first place why did you build support driven in the first place
1: so I started the support driven podcast because I was um I was the first hire, first engineering hire at a small startup, which meant also did support, right? Um, I could tell I wasn't very good at it, so I went to a meetup, and then I learned there was a, co- a local conference. So I went to that conference, met a lot of great people, and uh, I just asked them if we could talk again in a few weeks, and I would publish it as a podcast. And so that's that's how Support Driven got started. And, you know, it was just, um for me, it was just a way to – talk to interesting people about the things that they were doing right uh because you know about all the interesting things that were happening in support teams right and it wasn't really about doing great support it was just like you know people experimenting with different ways of working right and different ways of approaching work um, and and then eventually i had a interview with uh, mike Grafham, who was head of customer success at yammer at the time and he had told, he was telling me this story about like, you know, they were connecting their customers to each other so that they could help each other and use right. Yammer as a product. Uh, and then eventually those, those customers started self-organizing into meetups and workshops and like breakfasts And I thought, that sounds amazing. There should be something like that for customer support. And so I started the, the support-driven Slack community in 2014 as a place for people to help each other and and thankfully that is still the and it's thankfully that continues to be um the the heart of the community right it's it's people helping each other whether that's in their work or you know with mentorship or getting a job or hiring or just all the you know all things related
0: that's awesome that's a that's a very uh how would I put this like you kind of scratched your own itch and here we are 10 years oh my yeah. god, that's yeah worth of like effort time yes work, yeah a lot of money I assume and mm-hmm. you know everything everything went into that that one curiosity you found like what if like you know there yes is this like a community for a and that's amazing that I think to me is is a biggest I feel inspiration Uh, for folks who are listening guys you have to scratch your own curiosity you never know where you'll end up it the fundamental thing you can do right now as we speak and you listen is that really ask these questions what if this exists where you are really kind of uh, want to learn like you know so all those can those ideas the little thoughts can convert into like, you know, communities, like 10,000 plus people is no joke, right? And you've done this when, right now, let me let me actually paint a picture. For folks who are building communities right now these days, Slack is like a default option. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. right? So you've done that prior to this whole movement of like communities and all that. So yeah. talk to me about that decision or Mm -hmm. why did you actually made it made you you made that move instead of you saying that you know what let's do like an email newsletter or whatever the other right now people are choosing
1: yeah Um, a lot of it's because i enjoy chat and chat communities right so i knew that's what i wanted to build i didn't want to build a forum right Um, i didn't want to build like a group email list or whatnot and so and frankly i chose slack at the time because it was the only one that I could build a community on for free, right? Because everything else at the time, you know, I was charging per uh, user, right? And so, um, and that just doesn't make sense if you're trying to build a free community. Right. Yeah, and and it worked out because, you know, what what really worked out for us, especially in the beginning was uh, because so many technology companies were also starting to like adopt Slack, right? That it made it very easy if you worked at a tech company, right, to just add support driven as another tab in your Slack app, right, versus having to, like, go somewhere else or install some other software. And I think that's probably continues to be true today.
0: That's that's so fascinating. I, 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 again, you kind of went with your own gut, like, what, what do I enjoy, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, mm-hmm. enjoy, I think from... I think forums, forums at that time were very popular. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, in the rise of Product Reddit mm-hmm. and you know, yep. Hacker News is still like very popular these days. But yep. that's very fascinating. Talk to me about. I feel again. I want to compare your ten years, mm-hmm. like the year one, month one, <laughs> kind of that experience to current community building uh, yeah. techniques, right? Like, yeah. Right now, for example, if anybody starts a community, they have these platforms like Twitter or like any other mm-hmm. thing, like where you can announce mm-hmm. it, sign up, mm-hmm. do like a bunch of distribution. How did you end up attracting support professionals, uh, back in 2014? This yeah. Like what, what kind of do things that don't scale methods like you did to bring people together? it was very slow, right? So uh, when I first started support German, it was just
1: me and one other person from the UK, uh, essentially it was the two of us just hanging out and asking each other, Hey, how's your day going? Right. Have you seen this article? What do you think about it? Right. Um, for essentially for six weeks. Right. And then a couple more people showed up. Right. And then a couple more and it took us six months to like reach a hundred people. Um, and that's because we've, you know, we, 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 we've only ever grown through word of mouth. We've never done any promotional stuff or ads or anything to like, you know, really try to like drive people into the community. Um, and I think that has actually worked in our favor because as we've gotten bigger, that has snowballed and we get, you know, probably a hundred people, you know, um, well certainly much quicker than six months nowadays. Right. Um,
0: of course. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so that, that worked out really well for us and, and you'll even, um, now right? G- trying to grow the size of the community is, is continues to not be a focus, right? Because I remember early on, uh, people would ask like, oh, so what are your plans? How big do you want the community to grow? And, you know, that's never been, um, I've, I've never been concerned about that, right? Because it's, it's so much about the relationships and are people getting value, right? Are they, you know, do they want to be in the community? Are they making meaningful relationships? Are they getting meaningful help? Right? And that is the you know, essentially, that's how we grow, right? Because if we're doing those things, right, then... Hmm. So, so so I would say it comes back to, are we doing things that are worth talking about, right? Because if we are and people talk about us, then,
0: you know, then that's how we grow. That's, that's so, I feel like uh, that's so intangible, mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. say, it's because... Right now, the trend is let's grow fast. Mm-hmm. Let's bring as many people as sure. we can. Of course, I mean founders they worry about mm-hmm. relationships, quality. Mm-hmm. Of course, hundred percent they sometimes they gate it, the community and whatnot. But uh, it's so like good to hear that your intention mm-hmm. is to not grow. Your intention is to like you know yeah bring right set of people together mm-hmm. and do things in the right way. So that will actually. Snowball and like more, you know, build bring more people. So I I feel one of the things I want to kind of unpack is that when did you actually fall in love with the community? Is is, Mm -hmm. you know, the moment you went to these meetups, you saw the power. Okay, you know what? This is what I want to pursue. Or because you started with one person. Yeah. So talk to me about that whole Um, six month. Yeah, it it was just. And when did you see that it is an opportunity? Yeah, um,
1: it was one person, right? And then a few more people showed up and then a few more, right? And I think people started telling each other about the community. So more people started showing up, right? And I think the community feels different at different sizes, right? So when you're first starting out and it's really small, it feels very different. certainly feels different than it does now with like 10,000 plus people that have joined, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and you know, and, and, and that was that was a challenge, right, to realize, oh, wait, this is picking up steam. This is more than just, like, you know, a small group of friendly people hanging out, right? Because in their, like I would say, like in the 50 to 100 person race, everybody knew everybody, like on a very first name basis, first right? Basis. Um, right. But then as we started growing, right, we were going to lose it. And so one of my concerns as we were growing is, like, are we going to lose what makes us special? Like, what makes support-driven support-driven, right? Um, And so far, we've been able to hold on to that, right, where, you know, the focus of the community continues to be helping each other. And, like, that's, you know, and that's what brings in people. And if that's something that they want to be a part of, right, then they very naturally kind of click and fit in if they're if that's not if they're not interested in that then you know that's okay too right because i think it's um important to recognize like you know you can't be everything to everybody right Mm -hmm. um and that's okay right and so um you know and uh yeah and it's and so who knows maybe at 20,000 30,000 50,000 you know we'll have we'll, we'll have to make some other changes or or why not to kind of maintain the culture but like that's that's what I'm hoping to to do is like no matter what size we are right that that is still what brings people together that's still you know how they're participating in the community um hmm. and then for me especially in the early days it was just like oh this is fun I'm hanging out with People. These people are cool, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and it it didn't, you know, because like this was just a slack community, right? Like there was no blueprint or no examples of like how do you build a business around this, right? Um, right. And so, you know, I was wondering, like, well, where does this go, and and how does this work, right? Um. And and then back in 2015 several community members asked if support driven could host a conference and
0: mm. oh wow
1: and if, you know cuz in customer support there's not a lot of conferences right I, I think it's very underserved as an industry given the number of people in it given right. just the number of like resources that are put into it um right so first i said no because when someone asks you to host a conference like they're asking you to throw a party and they may or may not show up right <laughs> um, but you know, I knew we had people in our community who had experience, right? And so the, since this question kept coming up, I asked them, well, how, how do you do it? Like, what, what, do you, how do you approach it? Right. And, uh, and, and luckily the community came together, um, and supported the idea. And so we, we were essentially donated the the venue for the first conference, which was huge because that's, that's the single biggest cost. Um, Automatic used to have a space in San Francisco and, and they're like, yeah, you can use it for the conference. Um, nice. And so then we did a Kickstarter for it. Right. And we asked for 10 K in the Kickstarter and we hit that goal in the first day. Um, wow. And we ended it, the Kickstarter with 53 K, right. Which, yeah. So, so that was kind of the, 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 I'll say that was the turning point, right, where where I saw like, okay, now there's, you know, there's there's demand for for a conference like like what we were putting together, right, and um, right. so after we did the first conference, I talked to a lot of people in the community, I wrote a blog post and said like, I want to, you know, I want to put more time into support driven and the only way I could see doing that is if I could figure out how to turn it into a job, right. And so since twenty sixteen, when, when we actually held the first conference, I've been working at support driven full time.
0: Wow. That was actually my follow-up question, yeah. which is twenty fourteen you still have a you yeah. still had a job yeah. and you were kind yeah, of. Yeah, this was just
1: like a little like hobby, you know, side
0: right. thing, right? Yeah. Right.
1: And
0: the monetization mm-hmm. piece, when is that the, the conference is the like the first
1: Yep like yep the conference was was kind of like the first um wow. you know way for a, for us for support driven to make money for for me to enable me to work on it full time
0: wow, that's awesome, and mm-hmm. talk to me about uh the ten years mm-hmm. the zero to use card and the other u k guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like where you are right now, the 10k plus people, did the growth happen steadily, mm-hmm. slowly, or do you see like a spike? You know, I yeah, it you was know, it was very
1: steady, right? In 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 a slow way, right? But it's a it's a lot like a um, snowball moving downhill, right? Because so let's say with a hundred people, right, and and they're telling other people about it, right, then we get a trickle, right. But when we've got like a thousand people, right, then that trickle becomes like a stream right um mm. and so you know so it's gone um you know so, so so now we get a lot of you know i think probably get a hundred people like maybe in like two weeks or so right because so it's still very well it, it's always been like word of mouth driven and then you know The other interesting thing about how we grow is that anytime we do a conference, we grow. Because there's always people who mm-hmm. come looking for a conference first, right? And then they discover like, oh, this conference is hosted by a community. Let me check that out. Right. Um, Wait, what? Go- but, yeah. yeah and, and the other interesting thing is when other people do conferences in our space, we grow. Right. Because our community members go to those. Right. And then they are like meeting people and telling people about support driven. And so... You know, so, so, so we get a little bump every time there's, you know, there's a conference, whether we host it or somebody else has. That's
0: a good. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So one, one quick question before we move mm-hmm. on to the actual like, mm-hmm. full, full support. So you, you've been doing this for almost like 10 years, mm-hmm. right? and mm-hmm. you, you seem to be a person where you do this steadily with, you know, with composure mm-hmm. and, like, intention. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the beginning, 2014, 2015, what did you do that made that 100 to bring another 100? Like, what are some initiatives that you did or in Slack, mm-hmm. like, events? Or yeah. Like, what were your uh, the, the the first six months to one year, what did you do? I talked to people. The word of mouth Right? <laughs> That's it. I talk to
1: people. Um, they when they have questions, right? Even if I didn't even have the answer, I would still talk to them, right? And so like, you know, um I think it's helpful, right? And this is one of the reasons why I like chat, right? Is to never feel like when you ask a question that you still always feel heard, right? Even if I don't have an answer for you, I can still talk to you, right? I could you know, maybe I can connect you to somebody I I I know that might have the answer, right? Um because, because the key thing in our community um, is people come because they have questions or they have some kind of request, right? But they stay because that's where they, you know, are connecting with friends, right? Because they make friendships, right? Um, or they stay because you know we end up becoming like a place where uh, people who used to work together, right? Like they're this is the the common space that they still have together. Right, like over time mm. and so it's and that that's true for us today so um you know we encourage right we support we we want people to like connect not just on a professional level but also on a personal level so in our community we also have channels for like personal interests right and personal um you know and 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 in uh, different locations right so the people who are um. You know, like in San Francisco or Portland or or Berlin or or whatnot, yeah. can all like have a space to like connect together. Um, mm. and and I would say this is not true today, but in the beginning, right, we only had one channel, and that was it,
0: right? That's that it. was it.
1: There was one channel. Like, well, when you only have ten people, why do you need more than one channel, right? Even even at a hundred oh. people, like, I th- I think. Around 100, we added a a job board channel just because people were posting jobs, so they just wanted another place for that, Mm. right? Um, I think maybe maybe it was around 100 or 150. We added another channel for like this specific uh, platform that people were using because they were talking about it so much and the people who were not on the platform were
0: annoyed about it, right? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is very interesting. Wait, wait. This is amazing. So do you think it's a good strategy to actually have one channel so that people will be forced to actually talk in that.
1: It's it's (laughs) not that they're forced, but think about it this way, right? Like, let's say if you're hosting um, a house party, right. Hmm. You know, and you have 10 people show up, right. Do you, do you want to tell them like, Hey, there's 10 other rooms, go check those out. Or this is where the party's at. It's in this one room where we're going to hang out in this one room. Right. And even at a hundred people, right. Like, cause you know, and, and that's what got people to like really connect and know each other on a first hand basis because you saw them, right? Because there's only one place, there's only one room in the house party. Now things have changed, right? Um, we do. We're well past having just one channel for things, but I would say that was essential in the beginning, right? It's just it increases the chances of people
0: seeing and talking to each other. That's really good. That's a great tip. I feel, instead of really, like you said, opening up the whole mm-hmm. house, we live in the living yep. room.
1: Yep, yep, this is where the party's this at. Out.
0: This is the party, and that's it. You come join mm-hmm. us week over week. And I feel, in a way, if everybody's talking in one channel, mm-hmm. everybody knows everybody mm-hmm. one way yeah. or the other. If you think so. Yeah, yep. Yeah. That actually is the most important thing uh, in the mm-hmm. beginning. Yeah. like if. I feel if we see signals like people are posting more jobs, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now there is a more chance for people to actually interact in two rooms yep. because that came from the people. So I love that. I absolutely love that. That's I think probably mm-hmm. uh, one of the one of the good yeah. tips people can yeah. take away from this podcast. Uh, yeah, I have I have
1: another tip now, now that we're talking about the early days. Um, of support, driven. the other key thing, which also continues to be true today, right? Is I'm always so all, all through support, is history, right? It's never been part of like a roadmap or a plan, right? It's always been about listening to the community and then how do we, you know, uh, how do we serve that need, right? Or if we can't serve that need, how do we do that? And then hmm. And just as importantly, right, how do we do it with the community and not just for the community, right? So, like, the way that we organize our conferences, right, the way that we do our job board and the way that we do, um, you know, we run a mentorship program, all of that is done with the community.
0: Mm, I love that. I love – I'm just noting it down. I feel another great point. It shouldn't be for the community, even though it it's enticing, mm-hmm. You, you get a lot of ideas about like mm-hmm. what you want to do. Uh, it's always with yes. the community. Yes. Meaning you said, really like understand mm-hmm. what they want. If they really want to talk about jobs, mm-hmm. that's it. Right. That's the that's the roadmap. Right. <laughs> do the, facilitate how people are talking about one mm-hmm. particular topic in the best way possible.
1: Right. Right.
0: Um, that's the end of the path. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that makes a huge difference because it's, you know it so so there are a couple of things a, I think you end up in a better destination right when you do it together. It's also more fun to do things you know with the community um and it's yeah, and, and so that's how we push it so for example, like with our job board, right, a lot of it is community members sharing jobs or sharing jobs that they come across. Right. You know, whether they're hiring or, or they're looking and, and then they just share the jobs that they find. Right. But that's how our job board runs. Right. Uh, our conferences. Right. We, um, you know, we, we set up this uh, talk editor program so that when someone comes to speak, because, you know, we, we recruit from our community for our speakers. Right. And a lot of them have. You know, they're experts in what they do, but they're usually not experts in public speaking. Right. And so we connect them with another community member to give them feedback, right? To you know help them polish their presentation, and and that you know um, has worked out really you know great for us.
0: That's right. I think let's talk about the whole uh, conference mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. like how to post, mm-hmm. how to like go from scratch, yeah. how to successfully do it every year. we here. We'll talk. We'll cover the topic mm-hmm. later, but I want to take a deep dive into your insights on community support Mm -hmm. or just customer support in Mm -hmm. general. Okay. Support, community support, Mm -hmm. you know, tomato, tomato, all all the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, In your experience, uh, what are some best methods that you saw like the support professionals being on their peak, Mm -hmm. like being very effective in delivering the results for their startups or companies? that you want to share with us today? Now, are we talking about the people that are
1: doing support or or providing support through, you know, like a support community, right? Like where where people are getting support through community?
0: You, basically, let's talk about like support, uh, people who work under support department, for example, customer support. Uh, Because I think these days, uh, founders fundamentally, Mm -hmm. you know, at least his mm-hmm. founders. They do everything, right. Right. and they they flip the head. Right. So probably this will help, and also at the same time, right now, community managers are customer support reps too. You know, mm-hmm. but like so, everything you tell to us, mm-hmm. like, you know, everything you kind of like spare us right now is is all like part of part of the whole group. So you go like you know, whatever the thing that you feel. Is the best for people to listen oh, okay um all right well i can just talk right so you know
1: we, we get a lot of early stage um you know startups and people working customer support in our community and i think the key thing especially in the early days is you know to to you know to do the support but also um work with you know to kind of be strategic and 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 Kind of look at the company as a whole, right? And not just look at, you know, not just looking at closing tickets, but also, you know, as you're hearing things in support, bring that back to product, right? Or bringing that back to engineering, right? Because, you know, I think support is where, you know, customers come to to get value for what they paid for, right? And the things that you hear and the things that you're seeing and the issues that you're running across. And support are or just another aspect of the product, right? And so from a you know from an early stage startup right, like you have that right. And w- what I've um, seen in you know with uh, in interviews with uh, with founders right is that they in the early days when they're doing it they have that and, and they incorporate that back into the product, right? And then eventually they bring on a support person so now they're not as connected to it and a lot of them miss it right. So kind of I think the opportunity for support is to continue to bring that back, you know, to the rest of the company, right? Um, because you know the biggest advantage a startup has is it's you know flexibility, it's being nimble, right, and being able to like adapt and listen and make changes compared to like a really large competitor, right? So that's um, mm-hmm. you know that's key, right? And I think one you know the benefit of joining you know of being in a community or being connected to people that are doing what you're doing is that you can learn from them right you can learn from their experience you can learn from their mistakes right and and you can also help other people who may be at an earlier stage um you know than you so uh yeah so, so i think that those are the you know key things about um You know, if you're doing support at a early stage startup. Okay, sorry.
0: Cool. Uh, Let's switch gears a little bit, Scott. And uh, I want to understand your philosophy behind. You know, I think you've heard you've told me this prior to the you know the recording as well, where while we were like chatting offline, uh, you seem to have this philosophy of building Mm -hmm. a community first, and then focus on building a business next. So elaborate it, talk to me about it. How do you how did you like you know come to that conclusion from your experience uh, if you can share? Sure, it, it, it you know, I
1: came to it because that's how we started, right? The community came first, and then we did the first conference and you know, I had no experience in organizing conferences, so I did a lot of research. And what I learned at the time was there's there are primarily two types of conferences, or at least there are there are two common types of conferences. One is it's just a marketing exercise, right? So like, right. Uh, and the other is um, you know it's <clears throat> it's a uh, it's a business, but uh, most conferences that are run as a business tend to cater to sponsors because they write bigger checks. Right. And so as as we were planning our first conference, that didn't make sense to me, right? It's the Mm. community that's asking for the conference. Right. Right. And it didn't make sense to like say, Oh, great. You can have a conference, but it's going to suck because it's, it's going to be for the sponsors. Mm. Um, And so we, we didn't even plan to have sponsorships at the first conference, but we had people asking for us and we just made up something on the Mm. spot, right? Mm. And, you know, and and so for us, it's always been the community first, it's been the community is the heart of everything. And I think Mm. that is true. Um, Mm. It's also been true on the conference side of things where, you know, we start with the attendee experience and what what we want to create for attendees. And then we, figure out how do we add sponsors into that um you know and and it's true because if you have if you're bringing the community together you bring attendees together then the sponsors will show up right Hmm. And so we didn't need to cater to the sponsors because uh we had the community um now granted we still have to like work with them and give them you know a a valuable like sponsorship experience right but not at the expense of the community
0: Mm. and uh, are there any sacrifices you made along through that journey like it's always not that hard to like you know it's always hard it's it's always hard to like build like a like a business uh, mm -hmm. because community can be like passion and you know it takes time like you said in the previously right so I mean,
1: I think we probably would have sold more sponsorships, right? If we had made sponsors the priority, Um, you know, and we we certainly did lose some sponsors because they thought we were like every other conference out there and kind of prioritized them. And when we told them that we did it, they were not interested, you know? And so, so there's some cost to it. Right. Um, But I think that's, you know but but you have to i think it's helpful to understand like where does the value come from right and mm-hmm. what is important um and not just you know
0: trying to make a deal in the moment mm-hmm. or trying to make money in the moment and right talk to me about the role of support in community building uh what is the strategic role it plays uh, that's one of the things that you are very i mean support driven is kind of very good at like, you know? Yeah. uh,
1: Yeah. So for, for us, our community is about helping each other. So supporting each other, right. That's the heart of it. Um, And, and that's how, and I always look to that to know if, if we're on track or or not. Right. And, you know, and that's what brings people in and that's, uh, you know, I, I think that's what's special about the community because I don't know that I could have built a similar community in any other space, right? Um, you know, because I think, you know, we our community is, is full of people that do customer support who, who do who help other people as their job. Right? And I think that has been um, such a big factor in you know in, in the direction that we've gone and just w- the things we've been able to do um, you know and you know and, and I think it's a big part of the value that community members get from being in our community because you know if, if you're the head customer support pers- person at your company then who do you go? to in your company for ideas and to bounce, you know, <clears throat> you know, because if you're at the top, right, then, then there is nobody else, right? Mm-hmm. Your boss probably doesn't know customer support as well as, as you do. And so that's kind of a big part of where our, you know, a, a big job for people to, to join our communities, to find that support network, mm-hmm. uh, to help them in their jobs, help them in their career.
0: Mm-hmm. And, talk to me about the community support as a strategy in general. Uh, why what do you think uh, Startups, <clears throat> founders or even like, you know, uh, big brands, they should invest in doing a good, uh, community support or customer support, whatever you want to call. It?
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's similar to, okay. So, so the, the origin story of support driven came from a, from a interview I had done on the support driven podcast with, uh, with Mike Graffin, who was head of customer success at Yammer at the time. And, and the reason that they connected customers to each other was, um, you know, Yammer is like a social network for companies, right? And so they couldn't hire a CSM for every person, because when, when they signed on a customer, right, then you're talking about like 500 people, a thousand people, like all the people in the company, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know and so they connected their customers to each other to help them understand how to get value from yammer so if you were like in fintech right they would connect you to another fintech company right and mm-hmm. i think that's you know there's um, from a community support perspective right i think you know that's <clears throat> where you can you know there's an opportunity for for companies that have um you know, because people do, do get attached to companies, right? So by creating a mm. community around it and helping them help each other, right, you're, mm. you know, you're, you're growing, you're nurturing advocates for your company as well as helping new customers and other customers succeed with your product, right? Mm. Um, and, and one of the things that's been really amazing about having the community, right, is that they're always talking about things that they are you know that they love things that they don't like right things that they wish existed right so from a company perspective right like that is you know there's so much to learn there right it's so much easier to do research right so much easier to get feedback than Mm. if you don't have that that community if you don't have that access because now you're sending you know emails and surveys trying to get people to tell you when if you have that community they're they're talking about it all the time, right? And mm-hmm. so I think it makes, you know, there, there's so many um, benefits for for companies to have a community. But I think what's hard for companies is how to understand how it fits in, right? Because if you only look through the lens of, like, trans, you know, sales and transactions, then, um It doesn't fit neatly into that right but relationships don't fit neatly into you know into transactions right like you don't judge your personal relationships based on like transactions hopefully
0: Hmm. (laughs) you've been in this uh in this zone i mean Mm -hmm. i would say the niche for more than Mm -hmm. kind of like 10 years now it's it's nine um, right but it's getting close it's getting close to 10 getting close getting close i would i would still count the 2013 of your yeah. experience you know the slack yeah. so let's 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 call it 10 years okay. All right uh, but so the thing i want to kind of uh, wanna kind of like you know understand what are some companies that come to your mind when you think about great customer support or community support and why do you think mm-hmm. they're doing a good job? Um,
1: you know, I think WordPress does a good job around their community because they're open source, right? So they've got that built-in uh, base, right? And they have a lot of people contributing to it. And so, you know, and I think they do a good job of, of, of growing their ecosystem because I think that's the opportunity and the evolution, right, mm. of a community is to grow into an ecosystem because that's mm. that's what we have built around support driven, um, mm. because it's not just people in customer support but it's also the vendors, it's also people who are looking for their first jobs, right, mm. and you know and I think so companies that have that and take care of that ecosystem, right, do. Mm. Do it well. So, like, you know, and I I think there's a lot of platform companies that do that well because they see it as an ecosystem. So, for example, like Salesforce has is an ecosystem, right? And I think they, you know, they do a good job of, and and also like you know, and other companies, right, that have a platform model that are doing it well are are good examples of. Uh, you know, maybe you could call it like an evolved community, right? right? Because it's not just bringing people together, but now they're, you know, they're there because they're, they're growing together. They're, they're doing business together, right? They're supporting each other and and all this like other like related stuff that happens.
0: Mm. Um, And in your experience, Mm -hmm. um, what are some different ways you saw people doing support? Any any particular specific examples or uh, <clears throat> company names that, hey, they do a different job, like, y- regular you know?
1: You know, so, so something that has happened maybe in the past year and a half, two years, is companies are providing support on Slack, right? Mm. Um, okay. Which is relatively new. And I, I remember there was a lot of resistance to it at the beginning when people were starting to do it. And of course people were like, well, it's it's not a support tool. We shouldn't be doing support in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, right? You support people where they are, right? And mm-hmm. if, that's, if Slack is where they are, right? Then that's going to be more effective than trying to make them like come to you. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about that because that connects, you know, so the support piece, but it's also an opportunity to build community as well, right? Because if you already have all these people that are in the same space, right, then you, you can build community.
0: Right. And talk to me about like you know any tips for you. I love that. First of all, I think that's a new trend for sure. Mm-hmm. Even yes, Credo, yes. we, we do like this. Uh, you know, private Slack channels mm-hmm. with our customers where we yep. are like on top of them every day. They need anything? We like you know, hop on, and that's the best way mm-hmm. right, to even like you know, yeah, in touch with them. Yeah, uh, it's so
1: much better
0: than email. Exactly <laughs> right. Like you know, we're live. We're we're yeah. doing this async, and we're live, and we know like who's online and offline and all that. Yeah. Uh. Uh. So, when you uh, when you go through these changes in support, right? what mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, kind of thinking that that develops in your mind that you try to educate your community at support driven like any i wouldn't say innovative ideas but mm-hmm. anything that you see as an opportunity just like how people are doing on slack yeah like yo you know what there can be opportunity where we can do a better job or like adapt that model whatsoever
1: yeah i think it's i don't necessarily do any think specifically around that because I think people see and learn from each other, right? Mm-hmm. Because like, for example, um, someone is talking about like how they are providing support, support to someone else on Slack, right. Then other people will see that. And so it's just kind of, you know, the, the way I think of running support driven, it's, it's almost, um, so I have several mental models I use. Right. And one of mm-hmm. them is, 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 you know, it's like being the cafe owner, right? Like you're hosting the space and you're, you're you're making rules so that people don't like beat each other up, right? In your space, right? But they're doing the talking, right? And, and the ideas that kind of gain traction, right? Do so organically, right? And so, um, mm-hmm. you know, so, so so Slack kind of becoming a support channel, right? Was not something that Slack itself ever planned for. And I don't to, I, I don't right. think that necessarily they even recognize it to this day. Right. Right. So. Um but it is something that is it's picking up momentum, right? Because either you know people are, are getting support through Slack and then they're like, hey this this works really well. We should like also do this. Mm-hmm. Right. Um or you know they hear about other people doing it and, and then they start trying it out. Right. And I think it's also came about specifically on the Slack Slack side, right? Um, Because if you're like a new young tech company, you're already using Slack, right? Then that is also easier for you, right? To to communicate and support your customers than to like spin up some other platform and like remember to check in on that platform. Um, But, you know, so, so that's one side of it, right? The other thing that I try to do with our conferences and the, the content that we're creating and the online events that we're creating is to see what questions people are asking, where the interest is, and, and giving those topics a stage, right? So whether that's through an online event or a talk at a conference, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I think it really all starts with, with listening and then supporting.
0: Right. And I think this, this is a good segue for my next question, which is uh in your opinion, what are some best qualities uh anybody who's involved in support should have? Like it they can be founders, they can be like anybody. So I'm not mm-hmm. generally talking yeah. about support professionals, but just, everybody should do like support in my opinion, right? Like mm-hmm. every team member mm-hmm. should be like willing to do yeah. product engineering because they They'll build a good relationship with their customers, right, or the mm-hmm. community. So, mm-hmm. what kind of qualities that you recommend, you know, people should either develop or hone in? Well, I,
1: I think listening is, is the first, um, you know, skill, right? The first quality. Yeah. I think it's also great for founders and really great for a lot of people, right? Yeah. But but it is essential um in support right. right it's listening and communicating back right and helping people feel heard right and you know I, I think those are skills right like where people can get better at those things uh but those are essential um hmm. you know and I think that's what yeah so so I would say those are the essential skills um you know, and and the other pieces I think are can be learned and I think an essential skill for everybody right now is is learning you know adapting to change right being resilient um, learning new technologies because I mean look at look at how you're recording this podcast right this was not possible 10 years ago right I I was using garageband and and you know chopping up like wave files, you know, manually,
0: right? Yeah, man. <laughs> Thanks for dropping Garage <laughs> uh, Nostalgic memories. Uh, let's talk about the other piece, which is what quality sh- qualities should people avoid when they're doing, or when they want to excel at support. Um,
1: I don't know about avoiding, right? Because I think people can still be themselves, right? Like, um, and I think if you start with listening, right, mm-hmm. um, you know, then, then you can, so I'm a fan of people being authentic, being themselves and not trying to make everybody talk the, the same way or, or respond the mm. same way as if like, everybody's just a copy of everybody else. Cause right. that's just not how people are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I'm a big, so, so yeah. So, so I don't think that there's anything that people, you know, like have to avoid to,
0: to be in support. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Authenticity is everything. I feel, uh, you know, it's, it's hard. I, but it's, it's 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 kind of like a necessity.
1: I think it's 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 hard. It's it's and it's becoming more rare, right, because mm. of you know, the drive to kind of like standardize, right? And especially from big companies, right? Like and everybody to like sound and like be the same. Mm. You know, and so so I think we get a lot less of it.
0: Mm. And let's let's switch guys a little bit and talk about uh conferences. You've been kind of mm-hmm. uh hosting two, or not one, mm-hmm. the yeah. support driven expo and the leader summit, uh yep. leadership summit. Yeah. Talk to him about it and if in your opinion, if you can mm-hmm. uh, share some tips about how to host even a conference mm-hmm. in the first place. Like us mm-hmm. talk about like the basics of Hosting a conference, yeah. like the logistics piece, or what should people focus on? Community builders specifically, and we can, like, you know, yeah.
1: There. I, I think, especially with community, it is there's so much opportunity to create magic, right? Mm. Um, when you have conferences, because you're you have the opportunity to bring your community together in person and engage in person. I mean, you know, with with online communities, right? Mm. Um, and that's, you know, so you have that opportunity, right? I think for, you know, um, for, for, I I'll say for me, right? Um, I've, I focus, when I'm thinking about a conference, I focus on what are people going to remember two weeks, two months after the conference is over, mm. right? Um, and that's where I want to put the energy and the time and like, how to, how can we facilitate or create opportunities for those memories to, to happen at the conference? Mm. Um, and, you know, I think so much of, of what people remember at the conferences are the, the people that they meet, the conversations that they have, mm. right? And so um, for, at, at our conference, right, that, that is a big part of what we try to design into how the conference works. Mm. Um you know, and our our conferences are for you know professional, right? And so like there's there's the learning, there's the talks, right? And so like, you know, and so we do also focus on how to we help our speakers Mm. um you know share their knowledge, right? And so that's why we have talk editors, right? Because most of our speakers are professionals right they're not or you know they're they're professionals in what they do right so the professionals in in support um but they're not the majority of them are not professional public speakers Mm. right so so help them uh, there right and then um yeah yeah and and i think for and, and this is also just as much personal right like our conferences are always a little bit different from event to event right so so it's not like we we did one conference that worked and then we just you know do the exact same thing every time um mm. but that's also i think for me because i like to experiment and try to create new and you know try to improve things right interesting mm. um but all the time so for so that's a lot of the fun of it right of you know how can we make this a little bit better next time hmm. um and so and it really starts with kind of like what is the goal of the conference right so having and who is it for right. um so that's why we do two conferences right so we have our our leadership summit which is you know primarily for leaders in customer support senior leaders in customer support and this i think it was uh this This year, right for the first time, we we had people apply to attend, right. So we had never uh, done that before because what we had learned heard from our uh, the senior leaders in our community was that they liked to go into the conferences and they really wanted to meet other senior leaders. Um, And previously, that conference was kind of just more of a if you're interested in management, right? We're gonna like have a lot of content there and so you'd get people who were first-time managers and people who were interested in becoming managers as well as senior leaders and so Mm. um you know and so, so we're we're always listening to the community and kind of adapting what we're doing right um and so we have this other kind of conference that we started which was around like how to a place for the entire support team to come right because you know you have your support organization and you know and there's conferences for your the leader the leaders of your organization but like what about the people who are you know doing the work or the people who are responsible for certain areas right of you know of your support organization
0: right
1: and so we created a expo as a as that conference so that one is has a different focus it has multiple tracks right so I've, you know, most support teams have a knowledge base, right? So, who's in charge of that? Well, we've got a track for them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, most teams, as they get bigger, start, you know, having a person who's in charge of like operations and scheduling. And so, we have a track for them, right? Uh, we also have a management track there. So, like, you know, for all the frontline managers and kind of the, um, you know, early to like, or, or beginning to like mid-level managers so we have a track for them as well right and so um yeah and so you know and and i think that the expo is, is as far as i'm aware of the only conference that really kind of tries to um is the only conference that tries to kind of create a space to learn across the entire department uh, in in the industry, right? Because every other conference that I've seen out there is like leadership focused. Mm.
0: It's not like it in, it involves everybody, right? Like it's kind of like a like you said, you know, uh, in the earlier community building is like hosting a party, <laughs> mm-hmm. so you don't need to like, it is. Yeah. and you you definitely will have like a VIP section somewhere, but. It shouldn't only say VIPs only, right? Like the party shouldn't say. It should be like everybody who's into the you know well, into the idea. The, welcome. Yeah. So I mean, the reason that uh, we created Expo was that's is... that's that's like some something that's in that involves uh, community from grassroots. And yeah, talk cause... to me about the mm-hmm. whole sponsorships, right? Like how do how do you approach. Is, is there any tactical advice that you can give us about like you know approaching sponsorship sponsors and getting them converted like
1: so so you know the 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 thing that we didn't realize at the time but has made our sponsorships easy was by letting vendors join our community right hmm. uh, because they could join our community um, you know they were in their kind of you know, getting excited about the conferences as mm-hmm. as along with everybody else, mm-hmm. right? And so for us, we have never done um, anything outbound when it comes to sponsorships, right? Like mm-hmm. you'll, okay. we've never sent an email or a LinkedIn message asking somebody to sponsor, right? Um, and so you know, because they're a part of the our the community part of the ecosystem right um they they reach out to us to ask like how can we work with you how can we sponsor with you right and so if you're running a community if you're planning to like if you want to start a business around it, like let them in right and and then make them give them rules so that they are like contributing to the community but that will make the sponsorships
0: easy Mm. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's that's the sign for you as well, uh, that you have built like a strong, strong community. Then, you know, if you're not doing outbound, that's a mm-hmm. phenomenal. I feel like that's a phenomenal job. Uh, before we wrap things up, I want to ask like this question. Mm-hmm. What is your strategy at support driven to support the community? <laughs> what is your support strategy if you want to share? Uh, how is that um, look like? mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I think
1: it's you know we're we're listening, and it's so one I would say it, it's evolving; it continues to evolve, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and and I would also say it also comes back to listening, right? And um, and seeing what the community wants, but but the tricky thing about listening to a community, right, is you can't just take what people say and then go and do it. Right. It's a bit yeah. like, if you have, um, just imagine if, if you have, uh, kids or, if or, you know, as a parent, right. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't just take what one, one of your kids says, like, I want to do this and then just go off and do it. Right. Like you've got to like, you know, uh, yeah. consider like think through the whole family. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and you know, and, and so for us the, the thing that we're working on next is is how to get how do we create the structures to create the model, uh, to have the community more involved in supporting the community. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so an example of this is around moderation, right? So so far, right, we have a model where like generally I, or someone else on the team has handled all moderation issues. Right. Right. Um, but as we're getting bigger, you know, that is not working as, you know, it. like that's, we need a change, right? Mm. So we're, we're looking at ways to, um, recruit and support community moderation, you mm. know, community moderators, you know, and, um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the, the thing. And then I think the other thing that I look at to, to know if we're on the right track, right. Is, um, is, you know, looking to see if people or are or, or people inviting other people into support driven. So that's kind of the, I don't have a great way to measure this because it's, it's, it's a little bit messy. Right. Um, but if that's not happening, then I know we're in trouble. Right. Hey. That the we're, we're, clearly need to like course correct mm. um you know because that is a big that is the way that we grow right and if we're you know um if we're not doing things that make that lead people to like recommend us then mm. yeah then i would say we're in trouble
0: mm. it's amazing and i think you like you said it's true word of mouth is hard to quantify you know uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as long as, like you said, you're doing great support and people are mm-hmm. recommending your community to others, I feel like you know that's a that's a great. Thing.
1: So, so, so so yeah, I want to touch on that right because I think, you know, I think generally right, we we tend to focus on things that are easy to measure,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right
1: at at the detriment of. You know, and I think when we do that, we lose sight of things that are valuable.
0: Right. Right.
1: Right. Um, and so I think it's important to keep in mind what's what's valuable, even if it's hard to mm. even if it's hard to measure. Mm.
0: That's a great advice. That's a great advice for community builders. It's easy to like kind of do things that are visible, because mm-hmm. you progress mm-hmm. and results will come back. Yeah. And yeah, because.
1: For for example, we have never uh, sat around and thought about how do we get more engagement? Right. Right. Um, How do we get people to do more reactions or or whatnot? Because that's not where the value really is is for anybody. Yeah. Right. The value is in like, you know, the conversations and the answers to the questions that people get and the
0: relationships that people build in, in your community. Right. I love that. I think yeah that's a great advice for uh, basically do the hard thing you know that's why it's a hard mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. You know, nobody does it <laughs> mm-hmm. nobody actually like takes a stab at it right so i love that that advice i think on that high note we can wrap it, wrap it up mm-hmm. uh, right. any, Sounds good. any any closing thoughts scott do you want to share with our listeners i would love to see
1: more communities start Businesses, mm. right, um, and really take care of their communities and grow their communities from that lens. Because I think there's so much potential out there, right? Right, like, um, and I think that's an opportunity that community builders have, right? And I would love for them to take that chance, right. you know? Because, like, what if? You know, what if we had a whole category of like businesses, right? That are community first, right? I, I think um, the people would love it more, mm. right? Like, mm-hmm. like people would love to be in a community that is exists for the community more so than a community that exists for the sake of a company. Right.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, for sure. I feel, I, I believe in that too. Uh, you know, we need more communities to be mm-hmm. built authentically, and we mm-hmm. need to uh, figure out ways to convert that into business, so that it's, it feels authentic yeah. and you're yeah. not like you know, not forcing anybody yeah. in, right? So I love, uh, I would love to see the same, like community first, yeah. business second, companies you know being built in in this age. Uh, I, I would say community builders have the hardest
1: part right. of that piece which is the relationships right Right. and they have the piece that you can't really buy because right. you can't buy relationships you can't buy community right you could you could spend a hundred million dollars to start a community but that's no guarantee that a community is actually going to form
0: right right yeah makes a lot of sense uh scott this has been amazing scott thank you appreciate you for yeah. uh taking time and you know having so many yeah awesome points uh, i love with yeah happy to. for the community that should yeah. be like a mantra for everybody so yeah um,
1: and and if you run into other people who are building communities yeah. as a business uh right. please let me know and connect because i would connect me to them because i'd love to talk to them
0: yeah 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 for sure for sure yeah folks who are listening you know uh, you got got scott's yep. name, so um, <laughs> You be on that, uh, but yeah, thanks yeah. everybody for tuning in as well. We have amazing guests lined up. Uh, I love talking to folks like Scott who bring new perspectives about building community and you know various other things. Uh, and yeah, stay tuned. Uh, you know, more more to come, more content to to create and consume. Stay healthy, guys. Awesome, thank Cheers. you. All right, thanks. All right, bye.